0: Bloodborne! Right around the corner. And I want to say thank you to all our patrons from patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv who helped us pick up a Bloodborne. So, uh, not Bloodborne illnesses, Bloodborne parasites, Bloodborne for the Sony PlayStation 4 coming out very soon. We're with you in solidarity. I know you guys are excited. We are excited, too. Love you all. Thank you very much. And on with this game that history may prove, may decide is somewhat lesser of a title.
1: Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
0: My name is Gary Butterfield. Uh, my name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfire
1: Chat, a podcast in defiance! Ah! And this week we are concluding our coverage of uh, Lords of the Fallen, which is a continuation of our coverage of kind of games that have recently been influenced by Dark Souls here in the interstitial before Bloodborne, which is like wicked soon.
0: Yeah, just a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, I just got my PS4 today. hmm um, so I will, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon who uh, paid for that because yeah. I was not intending on getting one. I really appreciate that um, helping us make this not, you know, cost me $400 I don't have. Right. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Lords of the Fallen. Um, <laughs> the uh, So this is closing out our coverage. Um, there is a DLC for Lords of the Fallen and it just came out. We didn't know about it when we planned it. And I had some difficulty trying to get it. It didn't show up in my searches. And then I found out that you access it about halfway through the game mm. um, right after killing the beast. Mm. So I would have to start a game from the beginning and I just don't have time to, to do that. Like, I'll probably play it because I want to see where the game, like if they learn any lessons, mm-hmm. um, but I'll address it in a future thing. So if you're expecting us to, to cover the DLC and they have answers all the important lore questions that, that we don't know the answers to, um, you
1: know, sorry. Yes. So. Yep. I'm I'm curious to check it out too, although it does mean playing the whole game again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the bummer part. Yeah. Like I just I don't want I wish I had a, a save game that was, you know, near the end game that I hadn't uh, hadn't beat it for. Yeah. Um yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing. So we, so we today we're going to tackle um side quests and then kind of play out through the rest of the game.
1: Right. So if you remember at the end of the previous episode, you know, we had talked to Antanas about getting our mission to go and finish the last of the Rogar lords uh, returning to the temple in the Rogar realm. And, uh, uh, you know, that is where we're going to spend kind of the rest of this episode is everything beyond that. But there's some stuff that you can clean up in the Citadel and uh, kind of beyond that. uh, This is really your best chance to address it.
0: Yeah. And I kind of dig this, that there are people just hanging out in the Citadel like giving you stuff to do mm-hmm. and it like being a lived in space. I talked about that a little bit in the last episode, but it feels, you know, getting a break from just like a monster filled wintry castle is nice.
1: Right. And uh, that lived in feeling is one of the things that really sets, uh, that sets this, this apart from, uh, from, mm-hmm. from dark souls. Right. It is not, you know, post-apocalyptic. It is an apocalypse that is currently underway. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah. And the idea sure. that these are all people who are trapped in this, you know, in the Citadel by this siege. Right. So it makes sense that they would ask this badass word to go out and handle stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first one, there's like a concerned monk who asks you to find his brother, and this takes you into, into the gully works underneath the citadel itself. And uh, this is one of those weird areas that's connective tissue between a bunch of places we've been before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of more puzzle-driven uh, than some of the other places. This is a, a, one of the few pressure plate puzzles that I've seen so far. Yeah,
0: they've, they've been throughout. Mm-hmm. Um but – and and going through this second time, it's been really interesting because now that I know that you can use your little double to press them, they've been really easy. Yeah. Whereas before I had to like strip naked and just try to make <laughs> the run. Um, you know, and they put them in the areas like this is Spider City. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, those spiders mean business and uh, it is difficult to run naked around spiders. <laughs> Trust me.
2: In games and, as in life. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I'm probably uh, like I, I'm recording for in a new studio now that is in a basement that probably has spiders. Mm-hmm. I've been naked down here before, <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I've, I've tried to run naked past those spiders. It didn't work out. I got venom Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's that voice, Gary? I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds, you sound like a precocious child. <laughs> venom. venom dick.
0: <laughs> Daddy's got venom dick. Oh no. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry. Sorry. Gonna have um, to find a way to get the poison out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, if I didn't say daddy, that would have been fine. Yep. The fact that I said daddy ruins that. That's <laughs> Yo. gross. Uh, you know, sexual assault's Not funny. Nope. And uh, and having sex sexual kids is not funny. I was referring to oh. age play, Gary. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, then, and then it's fine. Yeah. Then it is funny. Yep. <laughs> it's the, uh, um, yeah. I, I, didn't mean to, to sound like a kid with mm-hmm. Venom Dick. I was just meant to sound like me, suffering from the effects of Venom Dick. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> Venom <laughs> so, Dick is my favorite. My favorite, like Silver Era Detective Comics
2: villain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nah. nah. Blast you, Venom Dick! <laughs> you
2: yeah,
0: know, I found the source of the poison. It was me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, so there's that. Yeah. Um, there's also a poison beast in the Sanctuary where first fought the first warden. Um, these things are interesting. Like, they're still introducing new enemies at this mm-hmm. point, which I like. Um, these are these guys who uh, essentially roll into a ball is kind of their big gimmick yeah. and uh, and chase you.
1: They're big Sonics um, the Hedgehog.
0: Yes. And they have, a, like, a poison AoE around that, that can happen. That's a pretty tough, like, it's like a mini boss. Right. Like, these would be the equivalent of, like, the boars or the Black Knight or something. hmm like they're they're rare, in this game.
1: Right. This is the uh, kind of the kindest environment to fight. Win in though. You're going to see a yeah. couple later on that are uh, in much more uh, kind of treacherous locales.
0: Yep. Um, that monk whose arm you chopped off, who <laughs> reacted really well to it, um, asked you to clear out his lab in the North Tower. Which like you're always clearing out labs for this guy. <laughs> um, if you go there and kill the spider, um, those tyrant hearts we've been collecting, you can use to upgrade your potion strength.
2: Right.
1: So you get more healing bang for your buck as you mm-hmm. use it. Uh, this is not the, uh, you finding potion bottles. It's not a way to do that. But, uh, you know, by this point, it's likely that your health bar is pretty big. So mm-hmm. it's good. You can do this a couple times. There's a, a fixed number of Tyrant Hurts in the game since mm-hmm. those guys don't respawn. Uh, so it's kind of fun to find them all.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, there's also a Cursed Sword. I never did this. I'm just looking at it from the notes. Yeah. Uh, right about it. there's a Cursed Sword under the monastery um, that you can bring to the cemetery. And if you bury it, in a certain hero's grave mm-hmm. it will summon his ghost for you to fight to right. get an upgraded version of the sword like one of the things we talked about in the last episode for all of lords of the fallen's faults is like some of these esoteric hidden shit puzzles i think are pretty cool like that's pretty neat because this is hinted at like right. i remember reading about this great hero you know uh, but way back in the catacombs right and this idea that like you have to take this back to this other area like that's pretty cool Mm-hmm. Um, I just, by the time I read about it, I'd already passed this point in the game, so I've never done it. I've just just read about it.
1: Right, yeah, and it rewards you for paying attention to something that otherwise doesn't have a lot of kind of value in paying attention to the yeah. uh, the, the Teflon item descriptions. You know, uh, you could easily mistake that uh, that audio log from the catacombs as flavor more than yeah. anything else. Because um,
0: yeah, ninety nine percent of them are flavor,
1: right? Which is good. It's like it's good spooky flavor, but there's a uh, you know not a lot that seems actionable. Like yeah. I searched the catacombs, you know, relatively thoroughly to get something that would be you know the cursed sword because hey, that sounds pretty cool, and it wasn't there. So the fact that this pops up much later um, is kind of implying uh, kind of a kind of a, a larger game to the game.
0: Yeah, and it, it it makes. I mean, I don't know. I it it doesn't make sense for it doesn't make sense for the sword not to be where. The person was buried. Right. I did the same thing, and that's why I didn't end up buying this. Right. Um, also, as far as just kind of weird uh, quest structuring or ordering, um, you run into the captain who, you know, who, it, it's like the—I um, I think I've talked about this before, but I had a co-worker who was really wanted me to watch Dexter. hmm And uh, I watched the first season of it, and I didn't like it, and I stopped watching it because I think it's a really bad show. Um, but there is the police captain who, like, I feel like is a really racist caricature who is constantly just like, I got a bad feeling about you, Dexter. You know, like he's constantly just looking at the camera and saying that. And then Dexter's like, oh, you know, the blood's inside all of us. (laughs) I love the blood. Um, And this guy is like that to to Harkin. Like every time you see him, he's like, you're just a murderer, Harkin. Um, You know, and just yelling at you. But now she's on the other foot. Mm -hmm. He needs your help to find some deserters who I'd already found and tried to help in a weird way. Like I already ran into these guys last time Mm -hmm. I was in the Rogar realm. Yeah. Um, so it just, it felt like a weird ordering of the quest Mm -hmm. to me. Um, and he wants you to take back their tattoos, which is super grisly (laughs) as proof that you, uh, you took them out.
1: Yeah. You, (laughs) if you leave and return and say, Hey, I got them because he doesn't explicitly ask for proof. It's like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'll just lie to him. He's a, he's a dick pack. So that'll be fine. He's like, you expect me to just believe you. Yeah. And the item you have to get is called human tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, It's like uh what is it the gun control episode of the Simpsons where uh, Moe like he gets a tattoo and he has to remove it with a cheese grater. Yeah. This is going to be sweet. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like,
1: yeah. Um, You're a loose cannon, Hawkin. Yeah. Uh, but I get results. <laughs> but I get results of defiance. <laughs> um
2: hello. hello. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> He's a spot of all right. Uh, the uh so so we're heading after we kind of do these side quests we're heading back to the temple um which like is that turns kind of cool but i would also say that like when you get deep into this, this is my least favorite part of the game yeah i find this to be a pretty big bummer um one because they're reusing an area in a way that feels less considered mm-hmm. than it did before like going right. back you know when we've done that before it felt better. Like it Mm -hmm. felt like, oh, this is more different. This is not as different. And the new areas you get to, and we'll get to those in a second, are Mm -hmm. among the most poorly designed (sighs) level layout.
1: I'm so happy to hear you say that.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) They're really confusing to no end. Um, And not to no end, I don't mean like just very confusing. I mean, there's no reason for them to be confusing. Like, They don't feel thoughtfully designed at all. Mm -hmm. And and that makes, and whenever something like that happens near the end of a game, you know, my hackles go up about like time constraints or just like who knows what, you know, nobody knows what happened during a game's development. But like, right. as much as the earlier levels are not as masterfully designed as Dark Souls stuff, mm-hmm. the, uh, these are, are, I don't feel like very many of them are actively bad. Right. Like I think the catacombs are kind of cool. Like the catacombs are fine. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 citadel is fine. Like all that stuff just works. Um, I actually think that, and the outcropping like area, the, uh, uh, wall, castle walls and stuff are actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as design, this is really poorly designed.
2: Yeah,
1: I think. So you're returning to this. There's not. There's not much appreciably changes. There's a little bit of you know kind of changed uh, enemy location. They they, th- they threw you a couple of curveballs, um, but I think the, like, the, like the biggest bummer is even when you get to the newer area, uh, it, it, it retains that kind of sense of visual monotony, right? Like yeah. They don't change it up. The, you, know, you know, continuing the trend, if you're expecting us uh, to, to to get to like the third area, there there really isn't.
0: Yeah, and that...
1: Everything new is just a continuation.
0: And that's where, like, you know, if nobody called us out on this, but they could have, if someone wanted to be like, you guys are being really shallow for calling out the aesthetics during the first couple episodes, um, they impact gameplay. Yeah. And this is the most clear example of that. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that everything looks like, you know, Todd McFarlane's sad masturbation fantasy, like, (laughs) during the entire, you know, last third of this game makes it harder to play. Right. You know, it doesn't... It Not only is it ugly, it's also... Game, you know, bad gameplay-wise. Um, we're not quite there yet. You know, we go through, uh, we head up to the citadel. If you've been following yet, because quest line,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, she lets you know a way that you can actually get around uh, the next boss, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, like it, and and it is dependent on you doing her quest beforehand for her to show up here.
1: Right. Um, uh, I, I like the way that this boss is introduced. Like when you oh, when yeah. you step foot back into the Rogar realm, there's this kind of protracted zoom up the, uh, up, up the um, bridge and the chains and stuff like that beyond these kind of new enemies uh, kind of letting, you know, like right away stuff has changed.
2: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and they, uh, uh, it's a real weird, like little cinematic break,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that like does give this like sense of importance and this boss, the guardian uh, doesn't have a shield, <laughs> which I like.
2: Hallelujah.
1: He has two swords.
0: <laughs> um but this is this is actually a pretty good boss
1: fight I think. I, I like this fight a lot. It was really tough yeah. but in a way that felt uh that felt fair. Yeah, which is in mean, the
0: fact that it was so tough makes sense for it to be optional.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so this guy is in that big uh there's a big circular chamber that we passed through before on our way to like the little snowfield. It's called the Eternal Flame. Ah uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so, so, like,
1: the uh, I wonder why, why why I didn't remember that. The um, and because you forgot Kennedy's horrible assassination and the mark that it left on this nation. Yeah, I never forget. Yeah, that's what that's what I, that's what I always say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, that's what I always say about everything. That, that poor woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. But she she caught his brains with grace and a plum. Um. That's an onion joke. That's how a get original. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh so so inside the thing there are these five torches mm-hmm. and the, the boss fight uses the boss uses those yes. um they will shoot uh you know these bullets at you
2: mm-hmm.
0: from time to time that you have to run and dodge you mm-hmm. can also uh, extinguish them um, and that's the special you know uh conditions for this boss fight is if you beat them without extinguishing any of the fires yeah um you get his special weapon man
1: it, like his his uh attacks are so he's so dogged about staying right on top of you that i I tried to do this and I never really got enough of an opportunity it was just better for me to just be be aware of my position to you mm-hmm. know to, uh, relative to these things so when he goes andy frame christ pose you just know mm-hmm. to make it so it's gonna be easy to dodge and roll past them yep yeah
0: yep, yep. yeah and uh, it is cool to use the the environment like this is a cool arena mm-hmm. Uh, to fight this guy. Like, I like this boss fight a lot.
1: Yeah. As um, well. Yeah. And this is doing something really, he does something really cool where he varies up his, uh, his attack pattern. You know, it's not just three, four attacks and then, you know, get winded. He actually will finish out by like posting up for a kick that, uh, that'll yeah like does more damage than any of the actual sword swipes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got super foot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the kick, he sticks his sword into the ground and does a little like, like he's jumping over a turnstile. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> For some reason. But, you know, you fight this guy or you can kind of go around mm-hmm. um, by making your way. Uh, I think she gives you a key is how you get around. and um, Going through those little antechambers to the, the east and west
2: mm-hmm.
0: and get there. Um, but you need to meet her in the, uh, the same chamber where you fought the infiltrator. Right. Who uh, did not infiltrate to proceed.
1: On this back um, kind of path around, you meet the deserters there. And this is a really cool little story beat, right? Because, you know, they're locked in this alien realm that is actively hostile to human life. Um, and they can't quite figure out how to get back, or they, you know, can't get past the Guardian or those things. Uh, so, in order to survive, they've turned to eating rogar flesh, which has turned them into ghouls. Hmm. And it's also implied that they, uh, that they, uh, um, turn to cannibalism as well because they say hey weren't there four of you before then you know what i think i maybe never so are these the same deserters that we ran
0: into in like the lip of the eternal flame
1: yes the ones who are like hey can you go clear you that go tower clear for it? us yeah
0: okay yeah so so i thought i helped those guys before but i think that them referring to like that tower mm-hmm. like i cleared a tower mm-hmm. and thought that i did it so i never advanced these guys to this this marker so that is pretty cool mm-hmm like I, I dig that.
1: Yeah, and they are super blasé about you asking them to cut off their uh, to cut off their tattoo. I assume there's a violent option where it could be like, "Die, deserters!" and you know, mm-hmm. take them by force. But uh, instead, you just get them to cut their own tattoos off. Which, you know, Ugh. I mean, if it's a matter of life or death, okay, cool. But
0: yeah, well, and, and we have we as we've established, like you can just cut off whatever you want, right, in this game, it just instantly cauterizes. Cutting off tattoos—is it metal? Yeah, that's
1: pretty metal. No, getting tattoos is metal. Getting tattoo well, depending on the tattoo, <laughs> I suppose. Um, <laughs> what if I, it's I a have, butterfly ta- in the nape of my neck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a tattoo on my chest of my cat and a portrait, like a portrait of my cat. It's not particularly metal. <laughs> like it is the size of my peck, but
1: it's not metal. Slap a slap a, uh, a a a spiked collar on that kitty, and you're good to go.
0: That would be a good thing to do, depending on how I'll just do that in memorandum depending on how good of a kitty he was. So he either get angel wings or little little devil horns yeah. and stuff. I'll just I'll just have him keep expanding across my chest the <laughs> context in which I see my cat. This his journey, journeys to
1: Aurora's triptych.
0: Yeah, his journey through the inferno or pur- purgatorio or paradiso. Yeah. As the cat may be. <laughs>
2: As the um, cat
0: may be. <laughs> Um, no, he's, he's, he, if, if there's a, a pleasant afterlife, that cat has earned it. That's right. <laughs> I'm talking about you. <laughs> Look at he's, me like
1: that. He's in the room. Yeah.
0: He's looking at me right now. Um, he just gave me a slow blink. He understands. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Clamp your hoof once for yes, two for no. Yeah, also- clamp your
0: hoof once for going to heaven. <laughs>
1: Also, why do you have a hoof? You're a cat.
0: Uh, hmm. um, so yeah, so we continue through um, through that panorama, which is that big that lip mm-hmm. area. Of the Bannon Range is a big snowfield, and we're going back to the interior uh, chamber. Mm-hmm. The uh, the one Rogar who wants all of the the skulls. <laughs> um, like um, you can turn those in and get a shield, I think.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I never got enough shield.
0: Like he wants so many skulls.
1: Yeah, he wants a kindergarten classes worth of skulls.
0: Like he yeah, it is just it is it is more skulls than I can be reasonably expected to but collect. You're,
1: but you're tripping over skulls left and right.
0: But that's what that's the thing, it's somehow still not enough. Right. Like I have so many skulls. Like how many more do you need, buddy? <laughs> like like this is so many skulls. Like I I have like 12 skulls at this point and it's not enough.
1: It's yeah. crazy.
0: <laughs> um it's bullshit. It is. It is some bullshit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here and she opens the way to the sacred hallways. Yes,
1: uh, and you're introduced to I think your last new enemy in the game. These uh, these yeah, rogar spirits.
0: It's it's not quite your last new enemy because you're going to run into a bunch of new enemies when you return to Citadel. But this is the, rogar. the yeah. Um, so these are these are not the the casters. These are kind of a mix between casters and ghosts, and they have actually they have 100 percent physical resistance <laughs> you have to have some like a little bit of elemental damage. Ah uh, okay. To damage them. So if you were just doing a little bit of damage to them you probably had like a small fire rune or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or like something that like that. So I just kept a weapon around that I put a bunch of fire runes on. Okay. To use against these guys. Yeah. And would switch to it or um, use my gauntlet.
1: Yeah, I, they, they were always put in a place where I could, you know, kind of back up and get my gauntlet nice and ready and then take them take them down from a distance.
0: The fact that you have to use your gauntlet to take them out, though, is super tedious because you have to wait for that to recharge. Mm -hmm. Like, I I hate these things. Like, these things really suck. Like, I don't feel like this is a well-designed enemy just because they are so hard to hurt. They have a longer leash than, like—because obviously, and, you know— a, a couple of people have been like, "You guys keep comparing this game to Dark Souls too much." Well, it's like uh, you know, it's, it's Lord of the Fall, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. The um, but like comparing these guys to the Ghost in New Londo, yeah. <clears throat> which makes sense. The Ghost in New Londo, you can run past because they, you know that was an option. Mm-hmm. Like I never fight the Ghost in New Londo. Right. Um, these guys, you can't. They mm-hmm. will they will dog you to the ends of the earth, and they can teleport to catch up with you. So you have to deal with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but if you if you haven't if you don't have a good weapon for it, and you mm-hmm. just have to use your uh, your gauntlet if you haven't been upgrading magic if you're a warrior one i get one gauntlet shot every mm-hmm. you know 30 seconds right um and it just became a real pain in the ass to like take out just very
1: tedious yeah to extend the comparison even you know new londo the, the area is kind of about those ghosts like that is the that that is the weird trick to that to to, to that zone whereas mm-hmm. this is just one element of many that's kind of thrown in
0: yeah yeah, they just kind of—they're just adding these guys in, and luckily, like it's very rare that you have to fight them with things. But when it does happen, it's such a pain mm-hmm. because they require all of your attention to defeat, but not in a way that is reliant on your reflexes or your skill. It's just reliant on your patience, mm-hmm. and that blows.
1: Yeah, and it's punishing a build in a way that, uh, that yeah that, that, that feels incongruous
0: something we talk about a lot on this show and we talk about it on a uh, watch our fireballs is how like there's two parts of that equation, you know, like respecting player choice and letting you tackle things with the free, you know, the freedom that you want. Um is super important, but then you have to actually follow up on it and actually, you know, allow the player to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, you run into problems like um, you know, Vampire the Masquerade and and Elf Protocol, two games I very much love, but two games that like you can be whatever ty- type of character you want. Mm-hmm. And then near the end they're like, "Well, you know, except this one, <laughs> um, and and this is a little bit of that. Like I had been playing a purely physical character, and it I had to even with my you know my weapon I used specifically for these guys. I was just doing chip damage right to them. It was a real pain.
1: Yep. Oh. So they're peppered throughout this, and kind of throughout the rest of the Rogar uh, areas of the game. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, you reach uh, kind of Yekka's in this uh, in this room full of floating tablets. Uh, And there's one of my favorite lines in the game, which is she's translating these uh, (laughs) these runes and says, open a gate to the chamber of lies through the heart of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Like adding like putting of between two things does not make a name for a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. The chamber of lies. What lies
0: (laughs) Um, What are you talking about? And boy, am I going to grow to resent the chamber flies. <laughs> um, there's a and there's just a switch too that just opens us up. That just on the roof. Yep. For no, like there's no dungeon ecology here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one of those poison beasts
1: up there on the roof. Up here, Which, yeah. that, that was a good fight. Like it's a circular kind of, uh, you, like you're operating around a balcony yeah this. um and kind of the, the 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 crawl up here i was underwhelmed at the start of it you know before i got to what was after it and like compared to what comes later like that is a nice breezy logical thing yeah <laughs> you know? yeah you have to
0: you have to go up and it is kind of tricky there are these like uh, switchbacks and dead ends and stuff yeah in this area but it is significantly better um, so once you pull this switch go back down you get to go to the chamber of lies <laughs> yep um which is another shrine
1: (laughs) uh somewhere around here there's an audio note that talks about the nature of runes uh which i think is cool this is the kind of world building that i like you know talking about this mysterious thing that breaks between two realms and is a way to kind of transmit power back and forth and that sets up the 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 closing choice of the game quite nicely too
0: yeah yeah um which and 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 we'll get to that Mm -hmm. um a little bit but i i was pretty happy with how that worked out um so this is kind of, like, I couldn't draw a map of this place if you put a gun to my head. Right. Um, and also, if you just put a controller in my hand, I doubt I could go from beginning to end of it, even though I've now done it, like, three times. <laughs> and that doesn't count backtracking. Like, I've done it successfully, you know. Um, well, I mean, not three times, twice. Um, but done it, you know, backtracking, done it so many times. Mm-hmm. Dozens of times, but I still couldn't do it again because of how this is laid out. Right. Um,
1: super bummer. Yeah. So the the... the... <sighs> here's how I think this falls down. I think that it is designed, uh, I'm just talking about the area design, like the the spaces that you move through. It's designed with uh, kind of aesthetic, like the way that it looks first, and it's designed with this weird adherence to like architectural symmetry, uh, which is not actually that great, trying to represent uh, something that would be a logical space in real life as a video game level, because you navigate them in two really different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, again, to make the Dark Souls comparison, I'm sorry if this annoys people, like, those feel like they were designed to be game levels first and then the the kind of the architectural cues were added in to, like, help either build the sense of the world or help kind of guide your eye through these logical places, right? So it wasn't like, okay, this area is open to you and you're going to have to go through it because that's what would be in an actual building. It's like, okay, let's take this and close this off because of something else because going down there wouldn't actually be fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it it doesn't um because of the way like the fiction we're dealing with, it fails on both levels. Like it mm-hmm. fails as a space to navigate. It also fails as a like a space that you are supposed to believe exists mm-hmm. in the game. Like, what did the Rogar do with any of this? <laughs> like what is even any like what what do they other than just like stalk around and look at blood walls? You <laughs> know, like and like there's there's like just literally nothing to look at. Or grab onto or anything. There's no purpose for any room or hallway. There's no, like, why even build doors? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't this just, like, gigantic auditorium for them? <laughs> you know, why are there hallways here? Like, there's just nothing. There, there's so little dungeon ecology to it mm-hmm. that it, it just makes it, it doesn't work in either way. Something that I, I recommend uh, everybody who is interested in level design do. Um, Valve put on Left 4 Dead, they did commentary. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched those or listened to those? Oh,
1: man, I, I eat Valve's uh, commentaries up like crazy. The,
0: the, they're great. They're all really, really good. The Left 4 Dead ones are great because I feel like they are specifically about this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like how to guide a player through a level without and still make the level feel like a real place. Um, which are two things that the Chamber of Lies does not do. Right. Um, so, like, I would recommend recommend watching those to kind of see, like, the opposite of this,
1: <laughs> you know. So how does this manifest in play? Uh, it manifests as you getting really, really lost um, kind of a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And because of the way the enemies are laid out, oftentimes I would just have a train of them behind me hoping that their leash would run out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you just spend so much time, like you just you find a door, it's it's not open now, so you can, you know, it's a video game. I have to come back when I have an ability to open this door, mm-hmm. but there's nothing to market. Right. Like there's nothing that like, So it just ends up, you just kind of do passes over the whole thing over and over. And sometimes you find a switch, but you're not like, ah, I remember what that unlocked. Instead, you just do a whole pass through the whole thing Mm -hmm. because, you know, you don't remember what it unlocked because there's nothing it unlocked because you don't know um it's really obnoxious yeah
1: and that's something the game has a problem with anyway like it'll do cinematic cutaways to show the result of an action that you take however there's no sense of kind of uh, orientation Location. between yeah. the two of them it's just kind of like okay here's a hard cut to a place hope you recognize this wall texture i guess yeah but you of course you don't right
0: like it, it, it is the same as every other wall <laughs> texture in this place
1: yeah as opposed um, to like the right way to do that which is you press the switch and then the, the thing that happens is like right in view yeah, it should be in the background mm-hmm. like of where you're at. Like that is a smart way to do that. Or do a Prince um, of Persia like, you know, Sands of Time and have the camera like follow around to it if it's if it's not within like eyesight. So that you have yeah. a sense of the through line to it.
0: Even even if you do it the right way, like this is not my favorite kind of puzzle. Right. You know, like just go through and hit enough levers to make the the way open up. Mm-hmm. Um even if this is done at its best, I don't care for it, usually. Right. Um, and so, kind of the big set piece here is inside the Chamber of Lions Lies, there's a gigantic demon
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, chained up in the middle. And you're kind of making your way around him, up and down two sides of him. Eventually, you run to Yekka again, and she is examining this wall near the entrance. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's kind of losing it. Yep. A little bit. Which is cool. Um, You know, she is she's probably the best character in the game. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, no real probabilities about it. Like she's, you know, she's she's what we have for a developed mm-hmm. character.
1: Yeah. And it's good that they, you know, kind of make her tag along with you. Like if you are following her quest, she is there giving you cool story about, you know, missing her family and mm-hmm. wanting to find her lineage and stuff. And this pays off in a big, bad way later on with that demon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you create, you know, great shortcuts, pull levers, mm-hmm.
2: et
0: cetera, et cetera. Uh, eventually you can find the Tor Great Hammer here. Mm-hmm. Um, which it lets you smash those Rogar statues, those like for those who stood upon us. Yeah. Statues to get pieces of the last traitor armor set. Right. Um, which I never did. I just knew about it. It's um, good it's that... good
1: armor. Like it's okay. it's fine. It's probably like the second or third best set in the game.
0: Okay. Cause I I end up like eventually pretty soon we get the the fallen armor, which I just ended up rolling with.
1: Yeah. Um
0: because I was a Lord of the Fallen.
1: Yeah, the, the the Tor Greyhammer. You can either get that last traitor set, or you can uh, star in uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's what Tor calls Little Tor. <laughs> yeah, and then he breaks through a wall. Um, yeah. So, uh, I I don't know about you. Did you think that this big demon was the was the annihilator?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> yeah. Because we're coming here to get the annihilator, and there's a gigantic demon chained right. up in the middle.
1: I also thought I was going to fight him, and it was going to be
0: sweet. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're doing another boss that's like a big, you know, not guy with a shield. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, but no, this is not the Annihilator. Um <laughs> I don't know what it is. It yeah, it knows something about Yetka. Is it her like, Patronus? Is this her dad? <laughs> I think it's I think it is supposed to be her family. Huh. Did you get anything else from so what is let's both just say our what our understandings of are of Yucca's story. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that she has somehow descended because later when you run into a deer, they do this real like, you know, the the humans and Roga, not so different after all. Mm-hmm. Uh they they lean on that pretty hard. I think that's what's going on here right. with her.
1: Yeah. But it's it's never spelled out. If it's not physically, you know, her family if she's not related to this thing, there's probably something to be said about ooh realms beyond. Like maybe her family transcended beyond this plane and yeah. this this kind of smith monster is like the crafter in a certain way. Um and uh, the everything has been leading her to this as the possible link to get her, you know, to leap home,
0: right? Right. Yeah. Like that could that could be the case. Um, if not, if like, it wasn't literally like somebody from her family turned into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of which, her family are in realms beyond mm-hmm. somehow. And she, <laughs> uh, disappears at this point.
1: Yeah. She gives you like, so, so she comes down and says, no, don't kill it. That's probably the last link to my family or something like that. Uh, you can either be a huge dick and kill it. And you know, it's not an optional boss fight. He just goes and jumps into it with his ax and kills it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, she just walks up to it and they disappear in a flash of light and you're done.
0: And because you don't know where you need to go in this, you <laughs> jump down onto his hand where you're stuck. You can't jump back. <laughs> you did that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like you can just you can just hang out on his hand forever, but there's no way to get back up. So, yeah, super dope. Uh I might have done that before she actually ran away, but mm. the uh, yeah you can't uh, can't actually get back. Right. So, um, him going away one way or another opens up a path to the northern edge to get to the central chamber where the next boss is.
1: Right. The actual uh, annihilator, who is very disappointing.
0: Yeah, the Annihilator, who is a lightning boss, mm-hmm. um, he's got a couple of different gimmicks. Um, he does this flash attack that paralyzes you, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool because you have to not be facing
2: right.
0: it to not get paralyzed. Um, so it's kind of like this, like, flash grenade thing. And that's kind of cool, like, figuring that out. There's no hints for it or anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I sometimes I would get paralyzed, sometimes I wouldn't. And then eventually figuring out what was in common between those two or that those situations was really neat. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, when he does this, I need to turn my back on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's pretty easy. He mostly does this like weird kind of complicated hammer swing <laughs> that you wait for him to finish and just run up and smack him.
1: Yeah. He will also, if you stay at kind of a medium distance from him, he throws his hammer like Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very easy to to dodge and then he just kind of stands still um, as he waits for it to return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pr- pretty easy. And this is supposed to be, like, the the guy.
1: Uh, he's not too bad, though. Yeah. The special condition is to kind of beat him with his own weapon. Uh, with yeah, a with lightning. lightning. Uh, which, that is not something you can put on with runes. You just have to find a lightning-imbued weapon, which is incredibly rare.
0: Yeah, there's a dagger nearby, I think. But mm-hmm. you have to be specced for daggers. Right. Um, so, after this, and does, it, does the screen just fade? I can't remember how you get to the realm of the Adir or whatever. Like
1: you you walk up this kind of snowy path, and then it fades. Okay. It's like beyond this.
0: Okay. So, this is the realm where the evil god, a deer, is. And this is apparently like, this is, you get the sense that this is supposed to be like your huge impact lore bomb mm-hmm. on this. And it's dumb, <laughs> I think. Like, you walk up the snowy path and like, there are parts of it that are kind of cool. But at this point, like, I just, it was just hard. I wasn't invested enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So, a deer speaks to you and uh thankfully you never see
1: him he never does the contact thing like i'm presenting myself in a form that you will understand yeah you know he's just an omniscient voice that uh, is kind of around this you guessed it snowy ruins
0: yes yeah it's always snowing in lords of the fallen um so he's doing that you know we're not so different you or i I. um the rogar are actually creations of of men Mm -hmm. and uh he he spills the beans on antaris Antanas and uh the (laughs) war um was forwarded by trying to destroy evil. He created chaos to upset the balance. Right. So the idea of him like being able to f- perform these experiments that remove evil from a man, you know, essentially that's what's creating the Rogar. Right. Um so that you know, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine. And he gives you the rune of a deer and wants you to uh, capture Antenna's soul with it.
1: Right. And this is uh this is all presented as he is kind of recounting your your, your your achievements throughout the game, which involves bringing up ghosts of the bosses that you defeated, and then you run up to it and attack it, and then you see stats of how that boss fight shook out for you before. Yeah, which like is, how many
0: how many how long it took you, how many tries, and what weapon you used.
1: Which is really like it was nice information. Like I wrote that down just because I like stats and numbers and stuff like that, just to get a sense for oh, did this boss that I think was hard really take me you know that much effort to do it? That's fine. What's not fine is when that when those stats drop in the middle of what is supposed to be the the climax or turn of the game or at least the the thing that's supposed to like super blow your mind it's distracting in a way that like undercuts any gravity that they otherwise would have i think hoped to imbue in this
0: yeah yeah it it is uh it is a weird intersection of gameplay and story mm-hmm. at a point that is supposed to be emphasizing one much more than the other right um caslo shows up here and uh you know it turns out he's you know we'd known something was up with caslow after uh, all he is the last judge and uh and he says you know you need to maintain the balance because right. maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so uh so he, he is he is the chosen one who is making you the chosen one and pretty yes. much immediately telling you what to do with that rune yep so um it's it's establishing a right answer uh right away which takes a little bit of wind out of the sails of that final that final choice that you're not quite aware is going to be a final choice
0: Yep. Yeah. um so this you get kind of dumped back into the citadel here again just through teleportation magic mm-hmm. in the basement um where you, you you've been down here before mm-hmm. um oh and and when you kick the uh the boss ghost's and in the Adir, you get the uh, fallen armor yes from them every once in a while which is good armor good mm-hmm. good heavy armor um there's one more challenge crystal and the uh you're you're fighting a boss the the second to last boss right here who are two monks that were experimented uh, on by Antennas. and um, there's mm-hmm. a lore a little bit about these guys right and these are these are the lost brothers
1: right so this is an explicit cribbing from Warenstein and Smell
0: yeah there's a, and there's a little bit more It like you don't fight them at the same time for Mm -hmm. very much of it, right? Um, but it is like, let's try having you fight two bosses Mm -hmm. at once. Um, they're and they're and they're both elementally aligned, you know, similarly. Um, so one is fire, one is lightning, Mm -hmm. and one of them, you know, every once in a while they overlap, but usually one will kind of jump on the ceiling and hang out while you fight one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they do do the orange and smoke thing where one of them will absorb the other one's powers, right? You kill them. Um, this was for me. Uh, the hardest boss fight? Oh wow. This was really hard for me. Um I ended up having to use uh, cuz I'd been ignoring elemental resistances up until this point and that ended up being the trick.
2: Right.
0: For me was to to you know just use the crystals I'd been saving up but lightning crystals are pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um luckily the the lightning brother is the one with the easier to avoid attacks. Right. Um the fire brother like I just felt like I could never not get hurt mm-hmm. uh, by him essentially. Yeah. Um but this was this took me a, a many, you know many many tries.
1: I benefited from kind of how homogenous the, uh, the elements are in the rest of the game. Uh, Generally a safe bet is to spec yourself to resist fire and you're going to be good to go. Mm. Um, So that, uh, that ended up serving me pretty well. You're right about the lightning guy being easier to avoid. um, And I was able to kind of gut a couple more of the fire, the fire guys attacks um, even beyond uh, the mosses and crystals and stuff.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Near the end, you know, there's no special condition. You just get an item depending on which one you kill last
1: Mm -hmm.
0: here. Um, And and it's the same item. It just has either lightning or fire elemental.
1: Right. It's a dagger or a short sword or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, And these guys are, you know, it's kind of interesting. These guys are not Rogar. Mm -hmm. This is just, you know, more of Antanas' nonsense. Right. Um, So you climb up the Citadel, and now Antanas has told uh, them that, you know, you've kind of been Mm double-crossed. Like, presumably, he doesn't know what you've done. At this point, he just knows, like, hey, if this guy decides to come back, kill him. Right. So now you're fighting humans. Mm-hmm. Each of one, which is is at least three or four times tougher than any Rogar <laughs> that you've run into. And there's no reason for the humans to be
1: <laughs> besieged. <laughs> nope. Like, you have to be, like, uh, the, the pace of the game really, really slowed down here mm-hmm. because of that. Like, uh, you had to be much more careful than even kind of the rest of the game, which is already, you know, pretty deliberately paced, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But yeah, they, these, these guys uh, are
1: hard, mm-hmm. and they're, and they're kind of always designed as as D and D parties a little bit. Whether there's almost always going to be a a rogue who comes up behind you, um, and uh, archers kind of covering uh, line of sight. Like, yeah, like
0: covering knights. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I was playing this, and I could be reminded of. So this is going to be mild spoilers for a for for a lower tier Silent Hill game, Silent Hill Five Homecoming. Um, you know, most of the <laughs> so for every mm-hmm. other Silent Hill game, if you ever kill a human, it's a big deal right mm-hmm. like it's a it's a boss fight you know there's a there's a lot of weight uh, you know like put behind it but otherwise you're just kind of killing monsters at the mm-hmm. end of silent hill 5 you're in the basement of this cultist compound and you're killing these people who are like dressed up in like full-on rubber gas mask suits and these are just mm-hmm. like dudes running around and they're much more difficult than the actual monsters and it's this crazy tonal difference it, it's like they said you know what movie was really good hostile let's do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So just this is so incongruous from the rest of the game to make them a, you know, humans fighting you and B uh, as as tough as they are. Like, I understand the hardest thing needs to come at the end, but like it would have been much more satisfying. And I'm sorry to Monday morning quarterback this if they had been altered by Antanas, you know, in some way as he altered himself. And yep. not just dudes that he told to you know to to attack you, which makes sense because he sent you out to kill the Adir, and if you succeed, cool, his problem is solved, and he can continue purifying people. If you come back, obviously you've been compromised, right? Right. So right. so it makes sense narratively, but man oh man, from a play standpoint, it's uh it's it's kind of kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I I would have accepted them being weaker, but maybe using the fact that they're expecting you to their advantage. Mm-hmm. That would've been cool. Like I would've liked if they would just, you know, set up more ambushes, things like that, instead of just kind of being haphazardly. Like they're placed covering each other, but each individual one is such a like HP sponge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, like this. This is like it's cool to fight just regular people. It is kind of a cool twist that like you've been fighting monsters, and like it does underline, for as much of we as we've taken this t- game to task for being shallow as far as story and themes, like. You know, you just got to the guy who just said that the Rogar are essentially just the bad part of humanity. You've been fighting them the entire game. You get here and you're just fighting humanity being terrible. Like, it does work on that level, you know, for you to mow down a bunch of humans. Right. Um, but it it is it is just weird how tough they are. Yeah.
1: Um. It's a pretty yeah. big fight, too. I mean, this is the second set piece crawl up the Citadel. And so I, I, I there, there's probably something to be gained from kind of comparing the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah it's it's very much them using every part of the buffalo once or twice yeah, yeah.
0: And, I, and i and i do also dig the fact that this was you know really kind of noteworthy the first time i went through it for being like a place where people actually lived and mm-hmm. kind of a place of arrest for a little while and now that's been inverted yeah i, I can dig that yeah
1: i was about to spoil dsx <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for not yeah i not i mean it's a it's a very old game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want spoilers for DSX, check out the Watch Out for, Watch for Fireballs episode on DSX. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or just play it. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good game. You really ought yeah. to. It's crazy yeah. available. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's an audio log here that confirms what we've already suspected that uh, the infected were created by Antennas and not a deer. So they are two separate problems um, from different sources. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, eventually, you get to the, uh, the captain up at the top who's hated your guts forever and decides to attack um if you you can kind of like he's really tough you whittle him down you have the choice to spare him you know i'm not actually a monster or kill him if you kill him you get a key that Mm -hmm. unlocks like a pretty powerful weapon i want to say and and there's no specific benefit for sparing him other than like an ending slide right so that's kind of neat like i kind of like the idea of they're just like we've talked about this in other things where like The reward for being a good person is only being a good person. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, XP or a mechanical award. Right. It's just you just feel good about doing something that you would do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of neat.
1: Yeah. See, I spared him as an act of violence. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give you the the dignity of death. Yeah. Right. Like you want to you want to be killed in honorable battle, but I'm not going to do that. You're going to be shamed for this.
0: Yeah, and he is an asshole the entire game. No one can blame you. No court would con- convict you.
1: <laughs> no court would convict you for not killing that man. Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is technically true. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh.
1: um, at the uh, at the base of the ascent up the uh, the spiral staircase, uh, you know you're, you're you're getting up towards the top of the citadel. You find Caslow's corpse. So mm-hmm. he had outlived his usefulness. He is the last judge for now. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's an audio log, which, uh, for me, it said that, uh, he chose right in believing in me, but I, I don't know if that's because I'd already made the final choice. Um, you, you can make the final choice
0: after this. Um, and I think the audio log is the same no matter what. Okay. I think he, he's might just be referring to the fact that you've been successful mm. up until this point, regardless of what you ultimately do. Right. Um, we should talk about that, that final choice because yes. it's not very intuitive. No. Um, what you're doing. Um, so the Runecrafter, we we talked about the uh, the blacksmith. Um, he plays in, and you can choose the Adir rune, and you can either uh, give it to him to kind of take away mm-hmm. and destroy it, or you can fuse it onto your weapon right. and kill uh, kill the final boss with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we could talk about what happens in each individual ending afterward. But um, I think the, the the way that it worked for me was um, you have to make this choice in order to get access to the to the smith. Mm -hmm. like uh, you know to actually change your weapons around i don't know what happens if you just go through and don't do any more like adjustments to your runes
0: um i think that it just counts as not using the rune on him Hmm. because it's not a weapon just setting in your inventory right um but i don't know for sure Mm -hmm. like i didn't go through and there's just if this game had if you could save you know (laughs) i would have i've done it you know tried both things but it's hard to find even like i was looking online to try to find the differences behind this, and um, in the show notes to the last episode, I talked about the, the lore series mm-hmm. that's there, but it's just audio logs. Right, like it's kind of hard to find information on stuff you didn't do mm-hmm. in this game without just playing another twelve hours of it. Right, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I, I had him take away the rune. The second time I put it on my weapon, just so I could do both. Right. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, you make your way up. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the final boss, the Judge.
0: Um, what's like this guy's design? What do you
1: think about how this guy looks? <laughs> he reminds me of uh, a little bit of a berserk demon, a
0: little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like this is this is it's or like a, it made me think of a spawn toy, mm-hmm. like somebody who would fight spawn, <laughs> because he's got like all those like just extra arms and stuff hanging out of him, but he's also got mechanical bits, mm-hmm. which are weirdly out of place. Right. Um, you know, like he like he's got like a straight up drill arm,
1: right? He's got, like, a drill arm, and the other arm is a, uh, it's its kind of like a javelin, like, it's like a javelin avalin. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a crossbow kind of thing that shoots stuff out. Um, I kind of like the design, not, mm-hmm. you know, on its own principle because of the aesthetics, but just because it, you know, it tells its own story that supports everything we've, we've seen so far, which is, you know, he is a pretender or, like, a false ascendant who is kind of, you know... F- forced his way and backward engineered his way into this thing that he thought was going to be the ultimate good but in reality he is a half formed you know failed variant Uh, you know yeah. that, that that is not you know divine in any way like he would hope to be yep.
0: yeah I, I dig that and I also like it just because it doesn't look like anything else in the game right like it would have been very easy just to make him a big you know Arkham Asylum boss
1: mm-hmm.
0: or just make him a, like a big Rogar looking thing but he do, he looks really unusual which I appreciate.
1: I really like that, you know, you, 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 go into this observatory and he just kind of turns and faces you and starts the fight. There's no yeah. like monologue after yeah. there's no screaming. It's just right down to business.
0: Yeah. He's lost,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, at this point. Um, and he, he kind of just knocks you down into the actual arena to fight, um, which is where you'll, you'll actually fight him. Um, and he's got a kind of different phases and stages and kind of a wide variety of attacks. Um, during his normal, when he's just kind of toe to toeing with you, he's not actually that tough. Right. I feel like um, you know you just kind of circle around him as you do uh, blocking. Um, but at a certain point, he will get kind of dazed and run up to this balcony. And uh, before he does so, you can get in some hits. But afterwards, he, he does this this move that's pretty tough.
1: Yeah, it's like he shoots laser lines of fire out that uh, make certain uh, portions of the of the floor. Of the, of the arena, you know, damage you as you go over that. And you're also dealing with these uh, infected that he brings up. And uh, right. you, it's in your best interest uh, to kill as many of them as possible because when he jumps back down, he's going to feed on them. Yes. Uh, in, in order to kind of like recover some of his, uh, some, you know, like a, a good deal of his health. And so it's either kill a bunch of these or when he's feeding, do enough damage to him that you just kind of, uh, you know, negate a large part of his charging up
0: yeah so it ends up being like a two steps forward one step back kind of thing as you kind of whittle them down um through this it's very hard to avoid these red fire line
1: yeah there's no because, because the way the camera works, there's really no way to uh, to kind of anticipate it.
0: Yeah, I never figured out a good way to get around them. I just ended up tanking them.
1: Yeah, I just ended up like moving. I I ignored I I I didn't try and fight anybody. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to avoid as many as possible and then just and then just kind of try to offset the damage that Yeah, he
0: Yeah. That's what I did too. Yeah. Um eventually though, you you take him down. Um and just as he's dying, his he uh, his claw reaches up and looks like the hand of god mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you dealt with and then you get the the ending and the, the credits yeah
1: it's a little bit like film student 101 like okay matching shapes and occlusion and stuff. yeah <laughs> things like oh he he tried to be a god but failed look at this monstrosity compared to the actual majesty he was aspiring to yes yeah um, look
0: at the hand of this guy next to a hand of god right <laughs> yep yeah um and the ending is a little bit like fallout like it's it's a series of uh slides mm-hmm. that kind of talk about what you did um, and they, these comment on, um, side quest and then also play, um, you know, there's like, if you don't use magic, they're like, he was, you know, he was not a scholar. He was a dumb man who just hit stuff. Like he doesn't quite say that, but right. it more or less says that.
2: Mm-hmm
1: yeah and uh, uh it comments on whether or not you spare the captain, what you did with Jitka. um if you mm-hmm. if you uh, 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 fix the planetarium. It's super weird, it says, and his curiosity about the cosmos led him into a life of scholarship. Yeah <laughs> like... <laughs> That's like what why, what does that have to do with anything?
0: That's not my hearken like like, what are you talking about
1: the, uh, he, was, he was a big dumb brew who didn't care about magic but the stars entrenched him in the patterns of the cosmos
0: <laughs> the music of the
2: spheres uh, <laughs> yeah
0: I, I don't know The the uh, some of those things are really dumb there's also one of them that is uh, glitched I think too that you get no matter what oh um, oh the one that's like um you chose to turn a blind eye to Antenna's experiments oh yeah because the option to confront him with them regardless of whether you do it mm-hmm. it doesn't actually affect the ending mm-hmm. so no matter what happens you turn a blind eye to all the hints that came before most well, probably because if you hadn't there'd be no reason for you to continue and go into the the layer of the liar or whatever
2: <laughs>
1: <Right>. um, <laughs> liar's lair yeah I like that
0: yeah <laughs> um, So it doesn't, and the big choice you make, whether you take his his soul or not, is whether you become a leader of men or Rogar, Mm -hmm. or whether you restore the balance between the two. Yep.
1: So uh, the the way that articulates, if you you, uh, fuse the rune to your armor, you lead an army of men to uh, try and take out the Rogar. I'm not sure how it turns out. I think they're trying to leave that open for a sequel. Um, If you fuse it to a weapon, you um, end up with uh, uh, leading the Rogar against the men with your new knowledge and kind of siding with the deer. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the boring option, the one that I took, just giving it to the, to the, uh, um, dude, giving it to the crafter just means you restore the balance and, you know, everybody keeps to their own realm. Yeah. Because perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's Lords
0: of the Fallen. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, I haven't played the DLC yet. Um, I plan to, because despite all the, you know, same as last couple episodes, despite all the shit that we've talked, like, I do want to see them do something good with this IP. Mm-hmm. And stuff, but what uh, what did what do you have as far as concluding thoughts?
1: Here, Cole. I'm happy that I played it. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Um, I don't know that I hold out a lot of hope for, um, for, for Lords of the Fallen 2, But this is you know kind of the opening salvo of what I think is you know something that I like and something that I you know hope to see and hope will bear better fruit in the future, which is you know the Souls ethos and you know kind of influence. Getting out there and you know, kind of cross pollinating with other kind of more interesting ideas. I think that if this is difficult, if if this is guilty of uh, of anything, it's being a little bit uninspired in terms Mm -hmm. of hewing a little bit too close to the to the formula. Where it diverges, it really works. You know, in the ways that they you know treat the ways that they treat. dying and experience and things like that. I think that those are all nice little variations on the theme. I think it doesn't go far enough and where it does stray, especially aesthetically, um, it strays in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the kind of um, the kind of core, I feel like it did a find like the combat being kind of weighty and heavier dark souls. Like the dark souls combat is great. The heavier version of that is also good. The death and ghost mechanics, all those things are good the aesthetics like some people are probably dig that like i can't blame it for that where it falls down is that like if you had made this game with these kind of and like even if you had there's really again this is money more in quarterbacking and like there's no way to do this but like the the design is just not good enough on these enemies or levels mm-hmm. or bosses for the most part to be to make me have a lot of confidence that they know what they're doing
2: mm-hmm.
0: as far as that goes yeah you know like like they did a fine job aping souls they added some cool innovations to the soulsness of it, but they don't. They I don't know if they have it within them to make like a great video game. Yeah, you know, kind of regardless of what it was would be like. Um, I want them to. I want them to learn from their mistakes. The I want to play. That's part of the reason why I want to play the DLC. But the DLC is also called the Ancient Labyrinth, and like <laughs> the last thing I want to fucking do in this game is go through another labyrinth.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So it feels cargo culty you know when I talk about aesthetics, I mean just in general all the, all the choice they made with the design really um and uh the the the, the story I think it just it, it it whiffs and kind of misses the point um mm-hmm. in, in a lot of in a lot of different regards to where it's you know successes you know even, even its biggest success is kind of a near miss the
0: uh and and when we say it, we've done a lot of comparing this to dark Souls which like you know some people probably don't care for. It, shouldn't, it should be noted that we're not saying, like, Dark Souls are Bust. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a story that is not told in the same way as Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I love lots of stories that are not anything like Dark Souls. Like, right. I didn't, I'm didn't. i judging this on its own terms, mm-hmm. even if it seems like I'm not. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just want it to be a good story. Mm-hmm. It's easy to compare it to Dark Souls because it invites those comparisons. Um, but it's not, even if there was, in a world without Dark Souls, like, so that was a thought experiment I was doing with this. Like, if there was no such thing as Dark Souls, I think I would be more impressed with this game because it like it plays the way it did i'd be like oh this is really cool mm-hmm. um but i would still wouldn't like the story or aesthetics or any of those things right. or the design i would just be like oh this combat is really fun
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know that's what i would take away from it in a world so like all the story comparisons all the thematic stuff that's so rich in the souls games or in lots of games mm-hmm. uh just falls down here yeah in a uh in kind of a gross way um yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I still I still think it's worth playing. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, a, a Lords of the Fallen apologist, you know, for a while. I, th- I still think it is worth playing, but it is not. Uh, it's hard for me to say it is good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So,
1: yeah.
0: On the long list of like bad games, I think you should play, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, it fun- it, know. if it functions. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it it functions. You know, it's it's semi pretty to look at if the things you know, the graphics are well high quality mm-hmm. for being the things that are rendered are stupid. Like it, it the, the graphics are like you know eight out of ten. It functions. <laughs> There's content to it, and um, that's all gamers care about, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Except, like, it kind of doesn't. We have tons of stories in the appendix of people, not tons of stories, a handful of, of, uh, of really bad, just kind of, like, poor optimization or locking up and things like that. Like, this was not a good product at launch either. And yeah. still, I mean, see my rant last week about the, yeah, last week, about the, uh, um, uh, the greed pendant, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing about that is that, like, that is super subjective, and I kind of just didn't didn't have that problem
2: mm-hmm.
0: but i could see it
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know like I, I could see that being super frustrating but i'm always kind of hesitant to ascribe that to a game yeah you that's... know as, as a thing like it doesn't feel that like it's something that does get fixed mm-hmm. we live now in a world where games are not done yep you know like they're never done say what you will about that mm-hmm. however like you know the the truth of the matter is, if you wait a couple of weeks, it'll fix itself.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, that's the an externality. the problems are deeper
0: than that. Yeah,
1: yeah, like like the, the, that is that that is an externality that will have a, a drastic impact on somebody's individual experience, but it is not the intention. Like it is more fair to criticize the things that were intentional about a game that yes. that, that 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 fell short that are not just like fuck ups. Right. Like these, the,
0: the, the, we're talking about bad decisions that were made, mm-hmm. not just you know bugs. Right. Which like if you want to get You know, you can say that as a bad decision, too. And yes, obviously, they could have done more testing and stuff. But that stuff is never as interesting or as important to me. Right. So um, what are we
1: doing next time, Cole? Well, next time we have an appendix with people's uh, opinions, uh, uh, you know, and thoughts and responses around uh, Lords of the Fallen. Mm-hmm. and then after that we're going to be talking about the patch version of the scholar of the first sin.
0: Um and so that is that is us talking about that and it is going to we're going to talk about your responses to that in the same same episode. If you have um responses about uh, that character and that patch, um hit us up at duckfeed.tv/contact. We're uh, we're doing a solo bolo Rowdown, Hoedown, just the two of us on that one as well, um, and for, for a little while. But the, the you know people who are interested in guests, I really appreciate people suggesting guests and, and kind of uh, talking about that. Um, the end of our our reign of terror is in sight, <laughs> because soon we will have uh, people on, because we're going to start talking about Bloodborne after that.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have a First Impressions episode on the 29th. That is the last Sunday in, uh, in, in March here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, expect that to be real fast and loose. Uh, we're probably going to be loopy in the throes of, uh, you know, kind of kind of going through it. So, uh, uh, and then after that, we're going to uh, start continuing a pace with our usual treatment.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have our intro area and then uh, we'll start having guests and stuff. And, uh, you know, I've been uh, working on guests kind of in advance for, you know, last several months. And I hope that people will be pleased. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, if you want to help us out. You can uh, back us up on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. That helps out a big, big amount. That helps out a big. <laughs> it helps a big.
1: Yes. It, it big help. <laughs> yep. Big
0: help us. <laughs> big big help,
1: please. Big bear chase. Yep. <laughs> um, another thing that's a big help as we uh, as we as we approach the launch of Bloodborne. If you're going to be buying a copy of that off of Amazon, uh, you can use our link at duckfeed.tv/slash tip jar um, and uh, buy whatever copy you see fit either collectors or regular and we get a small cut of that because it is an affiliate program that also works on systems as well if you are one of the uh one of the handful of people upgrading uh to a playstation 4 in order to uh in order to play along
0: yeah or if you're just buying anything on amazon yeah groceries cat food <laughs>
1: whatever it is we want to cut we want a sweet, sweet <laughs> oh, cut. Man, i gotta dip <laughs> my snoot in that too
0: or or just send us four percent of the cat food you buy.
1: Either yes. or is, is fine. Um, Gary, I'll send you. I'll send you whatever people send me because I do not have a cat.
0: Huh? Well, I, like I, I was that on this show. you are talking about like at some point we're all going to be eating cat food. Like <laughs> you should probably save that because when when you know the 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 country goes to shit mm-hmm. uh, at some point, like there's there's no way that our generation is going to die without tasting cat food. <laughs> yeah. I like, guarantee. Not just
1: it. as a kid, you know.
0: Yeah, not just as a curiosity. Yeah. Like out of necessity. It yeah. is a calorie dense, low cost <laughs> food option that we are all going to end up yeah.
1: partaking in. I'm just going to hoard, so. hoard cinnamon, raise goats, and travel only at night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they no, will work for a time, and then
1: eventually, it's fucking <laughs> it's, pounces. Yep. The fanciest of feasts.
0: Yeah. The fanciest feast for, for goat
1: boy. The tenderest of victuals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. I, 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 it's. I think you just probably start out with fancy feast, mm-hmm. and eventually it's just like you know Purina. And then it's just like Fred Meyer brand, yeah. you know, 92% ash. Um, like, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And if you can give me a head, so uh, head start on that.
1: I appreciate it. We, we will be as kings with our 4% cuts.
0: Yes. <laughs> we'll be hoarding cat food um, in the, the post cyber Um
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, ratings, reviews on iTunes are all appreciated. Mm-hmm. And uh, joining us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fireside Chat. Yeah, and just Join continuing to listen
1: uh, as we transition into new seasons of the show, um, as new games come out, it is always a, a great time to bring people on board. So if you mm-hmm. have a friend who's like crazy into Dark Souls, um, we would appreciate you helping spread the word because we really don't do any marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be
1: awesome. So uh, until next time, um, what can they do, Cole? Uh, they can fuse themselves into some sort of failed demon god and then uh, hold their hand up to a mountain. Yeah. Hold your hand up to a mountain. I got really specific there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those are most specific instructions we've ha- we've had. Send pics. Yeah. <laughs> Picture it didn't happen. Picture it in mountain.
1: And we all pray that we will have far more
2: soon.